first thing that comes to mind when you hear girls, girls, girls? Talk to me. I told you today's going to be interactive. Talk to me. What's the first thing that you think about when you hear girls? Talk to me. You know, one of the first things I think about girls, um, God's creation. <laughs> Man said God's wonderful women of God. Okay. First thing is, oh, Micah, may the good Lord bless you. May the good Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. You man said the first thing you think about girls is God's creation. Wonderful women of God. <laughs> Madam, talk to me. Talk to me. When you hear the word girls, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I've a foy. Bundesliga! First thing I think about when I think about girls, I think, if I'm honest, like right now, you know, being a pastor and that, <coughs> being a husband and that, I'm that. I think, um, <laughs> that's what I think about, wow. Because I know what I was about, fam. Did I know what I was doing when I said yes to one wife? Did I know what it means to keep my eyes on one woman? So when, when we drop that girls, the first thing that comes to mind is figure. Yeah, let's talk the talk. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of a woman is figure. Um, I don't think intellect. Uh, I don't think charm. I don't think uh, what's God's creation. I think figure. I think there's something about a woman's body that a man does, you know, yeah. There's something about her beauty. <laughs> something about how she looks that um, really, um, yeah, does something to a man. Do, brothers, do you, do you agree with me? Tell me yes. This is, this is a week, guys. I'm really struggling tonight because normally... I would preach a thing, but and tonight I'm making comments, yeah? And I need you to interact with me tonight, man, then. I'm really struggling because this is a topic for us to talk about, not for me to preach about, if you feel me. So bear with me tonight if I don't drop any hot bomb revelations and whatnot. I'm going to try and get some Bible and stuff, but the honest truth is that we want to talk that real, real today. Because on Twitter, and I'm coming there now, I spoke about, I asked man them certain questions. And um, it was interesting, the questions that, and the answers that came up, actually. So, um, yeah, we're going to get there very soon. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Come on, guys, be honest. If it's lust, that's right, lust, yeah? If it's sex, right, sex. If it's bum, if it's breast, is it, um, is she, whatever. If we're going to get freedom tonight, hara shindaya. If we're going to talk real, real tonight, we need to tell the truth. So, mind them, even if you're married, your wife knows she has you, so let, let's let her, you know, not see what you're writing tonight. But let's be honest. I need my name to tell me the, the real deal. Glenn, Akin, Moffat, tell me what you see. What do you think when you hear the word girls, girls, girls? It's really important that we analyse the first thing that comes to mind when we think about the, about the opposite sex. In fact, may I submit to you that the first thing that comes to mind it's probably what you um, value the most <laughs> about the opposite sex. You know, no one's here to say what's right, what's wrong. We're here to discuss what and the how and the why. You understand? Men have got to act in prank, bruv. It's the way that bada bing goes bada boom. Love, attention. That's good, Todd. That's good. That's good. 
That's good, too. I like that, Todd. Girls love attention. All right, keep it coming, guys. Talk to me. What comes to mind when you hear the word girls? Come on, man. Can you get... Ah, uh, Bunda. Okay. That's good. Bunda. Bundesliga is winning 3-1 right now. Cool. Come on, man, then. Anything else? Cash loss. Moses. That's... You see... That's the first thing I think about when I hear the word wife. When I hear the word wife, I think cash loss. Um, anyway, I didn't see what you read about because it comes to... Oh, sorry, man of God. I saw, uh, forgive me, I just saw it just now. The first thing I heard, when I heard wife, I heard cash loss. Come on, man, let's talk. What else do you hear? What else do you hear? What else do you hear? You know what, yeah? And temptation. Abraham, I respect you, bro. Temptation, I respect that big time. I respect that. Potential. Okay. Diani, can you explain potential, please? Is my girl watching me watch? Ha! Nathaniel, you're a G. I salute you, bro. Because I know about 90% of man them are thinking that when they see another girl and they're with their girl, did she catch me looking at her? You lot ain't ready to talk tonight, man. You lot are doomed. You lot are moving prank. Let me, let me carry on my message today because you lot ain't talking to me. Calm. So as we can see, and correct me if I'm wrong, man, then, a lot of us, when we see a woman, when we see girls, when we hear the word girls, we hear body. Okay, triple. That's honest. That's like he's singing the song. I heard Jay-Z's song, okay. But in all seriousness, we as men learn about how we interact with women from how men of status portray them. So for me, mainstream music taught me a lot when I've been younger. Okay, so what, so what are you saying right now, bro? What are you saying right now is what I want to know. Because <laughs> that's the truth for all of us, for most of us anyway. But I, 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 I want to know what, you know, not, 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 not the why or how you you got to where you are. I want to know more about what it is that comes to mind when you think about them. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, the breast. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Any more, man, then, before I carry on? Girls are not select. They women is a whole different thing. Jermaine, ex explain, bro. Explain. What do you think when you hear the word a woman? For, the, for those of you that are still single and are my age, what are you thinking about when you hear the word girl or woman? You lot are moving prang in this place today. But I guess it's because everybody's watching and we're on YouTube. Nobody wants to be called out and all that funny stuff. But that's cool. Pretty Ricky days. AJ ain't nothing but a number. Look, guys, I want to talk about this and I, and I want to go on a bit more serious tip because the reality is this. I think it was three weeks ago or so, the whole sexual assault and um, rape stuff was coming out and sexual abuse. And fam, I'm 30 years old. And there were certain rappers not far from my age that were being exposed for dating uh, and doing things. I, I, I don't know why I said dating, but doing things, sleeping with women under the age of 16. You know, I was talking to, I was talking to a man them, these are men of status, 
who we could say currently speaking can get any girl they want. But somehow they were being attracted or moving to or drawn drawing out young women, you know, women that were beyond, you know, according to the law and according to culture and according to that's common sense, but anyway, um, according to these parameters, were drawing up women that were beyond, you know, um, and that were beyond the boundaries of what they should be should be looking at. And like, as a man, you know, I, I, my first response can be like, uh, they're nasty, what they're doing. Can't you see she's 14? You're 25, you're 30, you know what I mean? And like, I tried to like, Obviously, I come from my perspective. Obviously, my faith is my worldview. It direct, it, it's my directive. It's how I see everything and whatnot. And then I, and then I triple, triple back and I flip back and I think, you know, outside of that lens, looking at culture, and I think, you know what? I had flashbacks to when I was 14. I had flashbacks to when I was 13. I had flashbacks to, like, when girls my age were boasting about dating men that were 21, 22, like, my man goes college, you know, 18, what, like, it was a big deal. I know, I know those age are a bit more closer and, you know, we can do whatever the daily but the reality is the law says, you know, age 16 is consent or 17, I don't know what age it is now. If I'm wrong, forgive me, forgive me. And it's mad how, in one sense, culture goes, that's nasty. And it's mad in one sense where culture was had an element of where like there was this element of of pride as well, and um, as a man, you know, and looking at these rappers and these artists that were doing things with young people, it, it it dawned on me whereby, like, man, them aren't looking at age, man, them is looking at body. When man, them see girls, man, them aren't watching. Um, you know, things that we should be watching, you know. They're not looking at content. They're not looking at substance. They're not looking at parameters. They're not, they're not looking at boundaries. They're looking at what can I get? Looking at what can it do for me, you know. Clearly, women, so to speak, have been over-sexualized to the point whereby boundaries do not exist. As far as I'm concerned, darling, you look good, I'm horny, I need you to satisfy me. You know, you know, um, you know, yeah. And that's that, that's that real, real. You get what I'm saying? And, you know, we, we applaud that when it's people, when it's girls of the same age or within our range. And then, you know, we, um, we denounce that, you know, when it's girls that are beyond the age of consent and you have no business touching or looking at in that sort of way. But then I peeled it even more deeper. And I thought, let's, you know, there's men that are doing it. And that's sick and disgusting. But I thought about men that think it or have thought about it or are considerate, you know, and that obviously didn't have the guts to, to pounce on it. And um, I thought, and I mentioned it last month, like, we're shining out all this stuff about the rape and the assault and stuff, and, you know, rightfully so, the people that are being outed have been outed for it. Then I thought, if we're going to be all be real, there's certain thoughts and things that we have thought in our hearts, you know, that are very dark. If you're going to be real with me, there's certain things that we have done <clears throat> that nobody knows in the dark. 
um, there, there, there are there, 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 there are hidden things and memories and things that have happened to us and stuff that we've done too that nobody knows in it. And, and, uh, and, uh, and I was faced with this whole reality of like, in our sinful nature, um, deception has taken what God gave to bless us, which is our sex drive, which is our beautiful eyes, which is the woman's beautiful body. And um, through sin, men have this um, hero ownership complex where we feel we own and we and, and we are to win um conquer you know a woman's body and uh, before i carry my message tonight i wanna um you know i wanna talk from this from a perspective more so that we as men need to look at or we need to redeem should i say how it is that we view women how it is that we actually interact with women so i was gonna go down a more other route but as soon as you guys want to talk to me i'm gonna go down this route and then i'm gonna you know see where we can look at and redeem i'm gonna talk a bit more on zoom i've got like 27 minutes left and we're gonna discuss more on the zoom but i'm gonna go over to my twitter and account right now and i want to discuss and i want to ask you guys and you guys can answer in the comments for me um, I'll give you percentages and results based on what's been given here. So I've spoken about, you know, um, how we see women and the, the current culture in regards to how, you know, most of us, you know, I'm in this group right now have said the first thing about when we see women is their body. Um, we've talked about how in culture, you know, older men are touching younger women's body. Nasty. Um, you know, and I've touched on about, you know, um, how we're going to redeem how we look at a woman's body, you know. I think being older now, being 30, being married, actually, you know, and being able to connect with a woman on a deeper level, especially intimately and sexually, and just, like, engage her mind, engage her heart, um, even seeing how God uses women to, to teach me how to engage on an emotional level, really being able to see things from their perspective and, and, and then trying to mirror it with my perspective and see where did the disconnect happen? You know, where did the abuse happen? Where did the lordship happen? Where did the, you know, the, the entitlement happen? All, all, all those other things. And, I, and I'm saying a lot of things that, that are really, that we should really break down each part because that's the one I said they're really loaded. But um, I want to use this conversation tonight just to open your minds a lot more to what's at stake here. Um, to open your minds a lot more to, you know, asking yourself this question, why? Opening your minds a lot more to what happened to you. Opening your eyes a lot more to, like, what taught you and is what was taught to you. Was that the truth? Open your minds to realise that, you know, the, the, if we're going to talk about lust, you know, because it's one way to um, admire a woman's uh, body, you know, to, to admire her figure, to admire her beauty. You know, just, just to admire her and say, right, that girl's beautiful. You know, I actually believe, you know, that beauty is a gift. You know, I believe that some people, you know, argue with yourself um, that, you know, we can all agree that every man will say, wow. You know, wow. Wow. You know, that wow is my wife, by the way. <laughs> but the reality is, you know, and I tell my mother all the time, you know, your wife is hot, 
the wife is sexy, the wife is beautiful, you know, but, you know, the reality of the flesh, you know, human nature, you know, is that, you know, you pray to keep your eyes and stay on that woman because there will always be other women, you know, whether we like or not, ladies, you know, you shouldn't be here right now, but you, whether you like it or not, there will always be somebody else that will catch your eye. That's just real. That's just real. You know, your wife is the most beautiful woman in the world for you, you know? And she's not the only beautiful woman in the world for real, you know? You know, I, I hope my wife did not hear that, but that's the God-given truth. But as I was saying, so on Twitter today, I, I asked a question. Mandem, I started off with a nice way. Mandem, have you ever fallen in love with a lady? 72% said yes sir 13.2% okay sorry 12% it just changed right now said hmm kind of um, 11% said don't know what that means <laughs> you people whoever voted don't know what that means may the good lord bless you may, may you marry in Jesus name hallelujah and 4% said nah me the reason why I first asked this question have you ever fallen in love with a lady is because I wanted us to um, to see if we understood that did we fall in love with it being the what we see, or did we fall in love with who, the actual person? And if we were able to understand the difference, the difference is man them that love girls with an S, they love what women can give them. But a man that loves a woman has found the value of loving a being, a person. And when you love the person and you love the being, it makes you enjoy what they have a lot more. Remember last time I talked to you, there's having sex and there's making love. And I've realised and I see man them, you know, who used to love girls, love a woman. <laughs> and if I'm honest with you, man them, I'm going to be real right now. The woman they fell in love with didn't always look like the girls they were loving. <laughs> Feel a preach coming on right now. Feel a preach coming on right now. I feel a preach coming on right now. Hey, it baffled me sometimes because some of my man them exes. I'm talking carnally now. Yeah, I'm talking real, real. Were hotter than the guy, than the woman. Sorry, the guy. God forbid the woman that they fell in love with. Very interesting. This topic is so vast. My mind's all over the place right now. I'm trying to stay in one lane a bit. It's really difficult, guys. It's really difficult. Um, it's really difficult. Because, like, you know, um, good question, bro. What, what is love? I, you know, I, I believe love is a choice. That has accompanied vivid feelings, 100%. I feel in love in my life and I've chosen to love my wife, you know. Um, and I like how Solomon kind of posed it about 
not awaken love before it's time. I'm a believer that you can love anyone or anything. The Bible says know that. You can love evil, you can love good. Love is the is 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 the force, the action, is the is the description of total devotion and is a description of what it means to be giving yourself over to something. You know, they love the lie, so they will delude it, you know, and so forth. So um um that's what I would describe what love is, you know. When it comes to loving a woman, I'm, I'm, it's about finding someone, you know. Um, um, f- you know what? You know what I describe loving a woman. I, I'll go back to Genesis, and I, and I, and it's almost as if Adam sees himself in Eve, and he sees himself in Eve. Not that he he's loving a man. He called a woman. She was taken out of him. There was, I see loving a woman being something that, you know, I know this sounds very romantic and whatever, but a, a level of like, of, 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 um, of, of completion whereby you found someone, you know, that just gets it, that gets you. That, you know, there's just this meshing this oneness that, that, that you arrive in, you know. And that doesn't mean you think the same. That doesn't mean that you do everything the same. That doesn't mean that it means you can be totally different, but united together because of the love you have for one another. Something that has awakened you, you know. Like, when I married my wife, Susan, and I take her the time, you know, I saw Susan. Yeah, but then I always tell her, that, baby, I saw you, but I saw you. You know, I saw you. You're very nice. But then, then your very nice was, you know, it was nice. But there are, there are many nice. But there's only one Susan. So when I say I saw you, but I saw you, uh, there was something about her that, that I got and that got me. So that's how I would describe love. It's really hard, you know. You know, husband, you should never be able to, to, to describe. Words should fail you to describe how to love it or how, why you love your wife, you know. It's a romantic thing, bro. It's not. It's not a bad thing. It means. It means baby. No words. No words can encapsulate what it means for me to love you. You know what I mean? Come on, come on, come on. We have examples in the Bible. We have our beloved Solomon. You know, the Bible says that Solomon loved. First Kings thirteen, fine women. Ah. Ah, this guy is amazing, man. This guy's I think it's first first Kings eleven, I think it is. Yeah, first 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 Kings eleven. It says in verse one, King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughters, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonites, Hittites. It's possible to love the wrong thing, to love the wrong one, to love the wrong kind. And you see with Solomon, he ended up in the wrong place. But that's another sermon. That's another, 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 another sermon. Next question on Twitter. I hope you guys are taking notes. Remember today, I'm just witting appetite. Today, I'm just opening up cans of worms. Today, I'm just trying to throw things to make you think and to evaluate. You know, at Men's Monday, you know, we preach truth, we teach truth, but we also want to, um, we also instigate um, 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 thoughts and, and ideas and, and concepts and instigate you to think for yourself and to really examine yourself, you know. 
you know what you know you know is that am, am i am i searching for love or am i or am i satisfying lust you know what's driving me when i connect with a woman you know and we're, we're gonna over the weeks but we're, we're, we're gonna talk about you know what do you want in a wife we're gonna talk about how you approach women. we're gonna talk about different aspects of connecting those sort of things to kind of like you know just try to cover a scope as much as possible but above all today i want to instigate thoughts processes in your life about what you think and feel and what you act and do when you come across girls, girls, girls. All right. The second question I asked was, man then, when did you first fall in love with a girl? Eight to 10 years, primary school, 7%. 11 to 16 years, secondary school, 23%. 17 to 22 years, college slash uni, 42%. And then 22 years plus, 26%. That's a really interesting one here. If I'm honest with you, my answer was 10. I I don't know if it was love. That's the first time my heart was just so lost for another female. I was, maybe I was infatuated, I don't know. But that's the first time I would describe the feeling of what I felt to loving a girl beyond, you know, the desire to sleep with somebody. You guys hear what I'm saying kind of thing. Obviously, at 10 years old, who who am I sleeping with? But anyway, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying. Second time was in secondary school. Well, your past is serious. Um, And I fell in love with an older girl. And you know what, guys, yeah? Wow. That's deep, you know. It was the older female that I fell in love with that actually was introducing me and teaching me about, you know, the art, yeah, of masturbation. I believe there's an art to do with masturbation. You know, she was, you know, and, I, and I, the whole phone sex, you know, sexting and texting, whatever. Um, you know, they were even telling me we'll meet up. And like, she, like, I would want to try certain things, but there was this, you know, when I feel like now, there was this age power thing where like, yeah, mad, so <laughs> mad flashbacks. <laughs> oh, this is jokes. Anyway, let me let me let me come back. There was there was there was a power thing in our sexual relationship that that was that was echoed through um age where I would want to try to do sexual things with her and she wouldn't let me. But then what I want to do on her, she would do on me kind of thing. You know, and, I, and I'm really honest with you guys. Even if I, um, even if I um, get, you know, all laugh at me in the comments, but even if I was to be real with you even now, like that thing even affected me, like up into our relationship with Susan. You know, it, it was even something spiritual, you know, and I'll avoid calling the, the woman's name. Um, whereby there was this element of whereby there was this power that women had over me, you know, when it came to me kind of like um, being, what's the word to being, you know, easily manoeuvred, easily persuaded, easily twanged. There was this affiliation with women whereby if there was anybody that could get me to do anything that I didn't really want to do, it was a woman. <laughs> It was deep. 
you know, and even on a more spiritual level, through prayer and stuff, um, was able to like, you know, dissect for the roots of it, which went beyond even my lifespan to like down to the bloodline. Whole nother situation. But the power play here was really interesting because there was something about me connecting with older women. There was something about older women being drawn to me in the sexual arena. You know, the first woman I lost my virginity to, she was older than me as well. You know what I mean? So there's all this stuff here that was happening and there was a pattern here that was, you know, beyond just the natural desire, you know, that was, you know, um, very spiritual as well, you know. So to get deep on you guys, but um, who, how you're introduced into the sexual world does play a big part, you know, on how you function in that area of going forward, you know. Yeah, it does a lot, man, literally. So that was really interesting for me, you know. And it was really interesting for you as a guy, you know, who generally had, you know, also had a lot of female friends, was friends with a lot of females and whatnot, you know. Aya was that sort of guy, you know, just, you know, call it, what you call it what you call it, you know, even when I got saved, you know, I wasn't trying to do anything with girls, but there was still this affinity of just being friends with a lot of girls. And, and I'm honest with you, a lot of them were pretty, you know, girls, beautiful girls to the point by, you know, even Christian man never asked me, Aya, like, what's really good? And not, you know, yeah, we won't be there tonight. We'll talk about that another time. But there was all of that power play there. That relationship with her broke off, you know, and then I fell in love with, with my now wife, Susan. That was the next girl I fell in love with, actually, you know. Wow, mad. And then fell in love with Susan, and, you know, you guys know the story, you know, we broke up, I was heartbroken, you know, that scarred me. Um, and then obviously we've got, you know, forgiveness, and obviously now we're happily married. Oh, my ring's up in here today. But I'm married, don't know, the spiritual ring is there. Um, and, you know, loving Susan has been, a, um, a a healing process in itself, you know, even to this very day, if I'm going to be real, especially when it comes to the emotional maturity and condition of the man that you see Aya, you know, and I think being a believer, uh, being a believer really transformed my mind to understand the value of a woman and not just the uh, the, the, the goodies of a woman. <clears throat> Being a Christian taught me the value of a woman and not just enjoying the goodies of a woman. Um, because God uses your woman. Singular, not women. Woman, you know, he uses that to mature you. Husbands, love your wife as Christ Love the church, it's a process. And gave himself up for her. God is teaching you, Ayo, the, 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 the art of discipleship, the art of surrender, the art of laying your life down, the art of you know walking in sacrificial love, the art of being like Christ is in how you love your wife. And your wife, through her lifespan, through her through her um, through her behavior. You know, through all your hiccups, God is still teaching you, molding you and shaping you to be like him through the vessel and the chisel of your woman. And when you lose value of what it is that God has given to you or who it is that God has given to you in a woman, 
it backfires against the process and the woman you claim that you love, you can easily become to hate. There's a very thin line between love and hate. The very thing that was called to mature you and to hold you and to mould you um, now becomes the thing that you detest. All because you lost sight of the value, of the reason, of the purpose, of the essence, of the substance, of the lesson that was happening in that moment through your woman because you don't know value who she is, what she brings, why she's here, how it came to be, and you've now focused on self. And really and truly, I would even argue a man's inability to even value his woman is only a reflection of how much he values himself. Let me say that again. I would argue and I would propose a man's inability to find value in his woman is only a reflection of how he values himself. Holy Spirit of God. And the only reason I say that, people, is because Ephesians 5 talks about nourishing. It says, nourish her. It says, ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. He's saying point black, bro. Ayo. How you love Susan? It's only a reflection of to the degree of how you value and love yourself. And how I love I value myself is only a reflection of how I think God values and loves me. So man them that sleep around are really crying out for help. Man them that sleep around are trying to satisfy a desire in the fleeting moment of what sex gives, that release. And they're only really showing us that they don't really like themselves, but they're trying to satisfy themselves. So they're living in a realm of deception. It's deception. Where they think spreading them seeds and doing what they're doing is, 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 is fulfilling something. But the fact that you have to change it ever so often tells me you're lost. Come on, man. Come on. It's like... It's like <laughs> How are you guys? You know, yeah. Are you guys hating me today, please? Are you guys hear what I'm saying? You guys hear where I'm coming from? And do you guys hear how I'm breaking it down as well? You know, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm trying to go, you know, behind what we see to why it actually is. Because the reality is this, when we see women, we see figure. When Adam saw Eve, he said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. The first thing that happened when Eve was created is that Adam saw her 
He saw her. But Adam didn't see figure. Adam saw her. Adam saw himself. Bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. You shall be called woman. For you came out of man. Adam was able to identify who she was and where she came from. He was able to define her. He was able to, 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 to identify her. He was able to see her. And if we're going to be men that truly love a woman, not love girls, there is a sanctification that happens to our body and to our eyes that enable us to not see them through a sinful nature of what kind of woman you give to me. Give me a son. Make me food. Yeah, you know, give me this. Give me head. Oh, let me sleep with you. Oh, no, 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 no. There's something more about her. There's something beyond just what she can give by what she looks like. There's a soul that I want to tie myself in. <laughs> There's a woman that I want to get to know. Don't you find it interesting that the Bible says Adam knew Eve? He didn't say Adam does sexed Eve. He didn't say Adam banged Eve. He didn't say Adam, you know, you know, just went into Eve. He said Adam knew it. There was intimacy. There was, I'm wanting to know you, know you. My good God. So I'm not denying the figure and the beautiful woman because I believe God made them to look a certain way. I'm, I'm, I'm the preacher of men of visual all day long because I know what I am. I know what I am. When I saw Susan, I saw Susan's body first. I saw her. And I saw her. <laughs> you get me? But then I, I saw Susan, then I saw you. Then I saw Susan, Susan. Mandem. Mandem, 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 Mandem. Mandem. There's a covenant that's already been made for us by becoming a new creation in Christ. We don't have to be like Job and say, I make a covenant with my eyes. You can say what you wanted to, but you have a covenant that made you new. Meaning that there's a new perspective you can have right now in how you see girls, girls, girls. In how you see women. In how you see them. There is something new for us to experience. There's something new for us to see. There's something new for us to know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Christian brothers right now. That by virtue of being a new creation that we don't have to be bombarded and ruled and, and, and reigned by lust. Where we don't have to chase women to be satisfied by something, but actually find someone. When men love girls, 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 men are doing what they say, they're looking for something, they're looking for things. <laughs> but when you find love 
in a woman, you're looking for someone. Remember, woman came out of man. And I, I would argue that it's only little boys <laughs> that, 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 that have this thing of looking at, um, that, that only see women as girls, girls, girls. But it takes a man to love a woman. I would argue that, you know, our lust is because we're believing the lie or we have been, or we have subjected ourselves to be led by our senses and feelings and we lack the discipline to control our bodies. First Corinthians 14. And we have been led by our penises and not led by the mind of Christ to the point that we can sleep with anything and anything. Look what loss is doing to us now. We're not stopping at women. Um, we're not stopping at girls anymore. We're, we're going to younger girls. We're not stopping at young girls anymore. We're going to little girls. We're not even stopping at girls, we're going to man them. We're not even stopping at man them, we're going to animals. Lust does not satisfy. But love takes you into a journey of wholeness. Lust does not satisfy. But love will take you into a journey of perfection. So I, I, I don't want to negate the figure. Adam said, bone of my bone. Adam saw body and he saw the person. I'm trying to get you guys to understand that, you know, under being a new creation, by the almighty grace of God, you don't have to live like a player anymore. You don't have to see women as things anymore. You don't have to see women purely for the usage of, of satisfaction, of, of craving anymore. You don't have to, some of you are still single. I said it before, for many years, where you have tried to say, where you are trying to find, and people argue with me all the time, but argue with yourself. You're trying to find a sanctified Beyonce. She don't exist. You're trying to find a sanctified Rihanna. You know what's happened? Hollywood told you this is the standard. And that standard from Hollywood is made up. Can I submit to you, she doesn't exist. And many of you are missing out on good women, on a good woman, because you've been sold a lie in your imagination of someone that does not exist. We have been sold a false perception of perfection. We have. We have. She does not exist, bro. But the one in whom your soul will love, the one in whom will love you for you, 
the one who will truly bring you happiness, the one in whom you can really find you in her and her in you. And oh my gosh, my soulmate, my, she, she's out there. But it, it takes a man with a sanctified mind. It takes a man with a sanctified eye. It takes a man with a sanctified heart to see that. And I, I can only say that because I was there too. So this ain't no, um, you know, trying to drag you or whatever. No, it's not. Everything I'm saying to you is because I see it myself first. I'm just putting myself out there and trying to connect with you on a deeper level. I don't, I don't know why I'm on this route here, but we'll stay here. Literally, guys, I'm telling you, man, lost... Yeah, because that's what Hollywood is building this perception of beauty on. Lust has sold us a lie. I'm not saying your wife won't be hot. I'm not saying your wife won't be sexy. I'm not saying your wife won't, will not be beautiful. I'm just saying, guys, will, are you, are you, are you going to go on a hunt for the rest of your life to find something that doesn't exist? Are you going to hold up the, the women that are all around us to a standard that does not exist? Are you, are you going to so injure yourself and handicap yourself and miss out on the blessing? You're telling God it has to be like this. Come out of there, man. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there, man. You know, I'm really going in the comments, mate. I want to soberize you to reality of life. I want to surprise you to the reality and to the value of a woman, you know. And the only reason why we are here, guys, is because something happened to us before. This is why I was asking these questions on Twitter. Have you ever fell in love with a woman? When did you fall in love with women? Who introduced you to sexual relations with women? All these things, our experiences, what we live, are shaping us. Culture has shaped us. Music has shaped us. Let's be real, man. Fam, our, our definition of what the world says beauty is has shaped us. We've been living in a bubble all these years and we come to Christ and Christ is crashing our worlds. And wherever, however much saved you are, however long you've been saved, it doesn't matter. God's always on a continual wrestle of renewing our minds. I really want to, I'm saying these things here to really spark thoughts into you guys. I'm trying to initiate some inward conversations into your lives right now that will enable you to really change because the change we want to see starts here, starts here. You know, it's manifested through hair and hair. Sanctified mind, sanctified heart, sanctified eyes. If your eye is full of light, if your eye is full of the truth, your whole body is filled of light. If your eye is single, if your eye is single, focus. I'm telling you, man, loving one woman is enough. <laughs> God help me. I don't know how Solomon did it. I don't know how David did it. I don't know how the man did it. But God bless them. I get it. Another conversation. But I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I want you guys to remember that, guys. I spoke about Adam in the beginning. 
Because in order for us to see where we are now, we'll find the blueprints in the beginning. I'm not denying the beauty of a woman. I'm not denying the figure of a woman. God gave them hips for a reason, bro. God gave them bunda. Yeah? God gave them trucks. God gave them eyes. God gave them lips. God gave them hair. God gave them, you know, whatever, legs, whatever. God gave them beauty. Beauty was, when we think of beauty, we think of them, and, and that's an honor. That's wonderful. That's excellent. Trust me. But sin has abused that which God ordained. Sin has marred the image. Sin has, has, has allowed men to use their God-given authority to even have the audacity to even rape. Has you given them, well, not necessarily authority, so I say power to exert their strength just to satisfy themselves. Sin has said women will be used to fulfill a man's pleasure rather than answering that, that the righteousness is for man to find pleasure in loving a woman. Can you see how sin and deception and pride and self has twisted the thing around. And as, and as beloved believers, as brothers, we have a duty to put back purity in beauty, to put back respect on a woman's body. We as brothers have a duty to redefine the standard of beauty to no longer hold women hostage. Look at our women. Look at them now, brother. They're going to Portugal, Brazil, inflating their bums, in, doing something to their hips, conforming themselves to an image that we have perpetrated. Yes, they have issues. Yes, they're why they do. Yeah, but what are they doing? They're, they're doing something to look like something that we have propagated. Whether you like it or not, argue with yourself. It's deep. So I really want to exhort you guys today. I know it's not easy, but trust me. Ayo has struggled with lust, even in being a believer. I tr trust we're still masturbating, but yeah, 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 yeah. Was in church worshiping, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I out to go to the toilet, still looking back at bombs. Let's talk the talk. Still had what? So you know, it was too holy to talk about it, but in hair was thinking it. And transformation ain't about how well you look as a believer. Transformation ain't hands raised in church. Transformation ain't, oh yeah, I, I, I don't talk to girls anymore. Transformation is, how do you see them? What are you thinking? What's happening in the, in, in the midst of your heart? What's happening in the dark? That's transformation. What are you doing when nobody can see what you are doing? That's transformation.
that's transformation. So this purity that I'm talking about, this putting a respect back on what I'm talking about, is not what we do with our hands alone. No, brother, we're under grace. Is what are you thinking in your heart and in your mind? This is not to condemn anybody. This is to arouse conviction that I can't live like this any longer. This is to arouse conviction as a holy, righteous man of God. What will I stand for? What standard will I preach and also live? What will I, um, 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 what will I teach? Why does it take me having a daughter to like realize, oh my gosh? Why does it take uh, me to experience the loss of my mom before my God? Why does it take me those experiences? And why does it take me knowing Him to understand that there's a value, there's an honor, there's a pleasure, there is a, a love that I ought to have? for his beloved daughters, for our queens, for our sisters, somebody's mom. Come on, somebody's wife. So we want to encourage and exhort you in these areas, guys. It's a challenge, trust me, man. Bro, trust I'm not even saying lust means you're never going to see a woman's beauty and appreciate it. I think Diani asked the question, Is it? are we able to look at a woman's body and, and, and call her beautiful without, without lusting? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And that question only points out to the battle that we face as men right now where we're like, fam, it's hard, Aya. And trust me, fam, I hear you. This is why we're happy doing this talk today. This is why we will pray. This is why we will talk, we will talk. This is why we will open up and testify. This is why we will pursue righteousness, faith, love and hope. This is why we will fluently useful us. That's how we will take heed to God's word. That's how we will practice his word. This is why we will believe that God said, I am new. And I don't have to think and live like that anymore. The new creation reality. The new, the, the, if we're going to talk about being a new creation, uh, if we're going to talk about Christ making all things, if we're going to talk about us really being transformed, guys, it looks like that. Not that's what we do with our hands, what we think in our hearts, what we ponder in our minds, what we are doing and saying when no one's looking. That's what we're passing down to our sons. You know, I want to charge us as men, you know. Some of you want to be fathers one day. Some of you want to have sons. Some of you want to have daughters one day. I want to charge you as men. If we can conquer this demon, if we can conquer this lie, the enemy has lied to us. He's lied to us for too long. He's, he's tried to teach us through culture to reduce women to their body and to neglect their substance. He's tried to teach us to reduce women to hips and bums, and he's, he, he's, he's, he's lied to us and he's taught us that marrying the most sexiest and most beautiful is, is what was, he lied to us. That wasn't never the purpose of why she was here. The Bible says, 
And this is um, King Lamar's mother telling his son, Proverbs 31, she said, charm, charm is deceitful. Beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Let me say that again. Charm is deceptive. Charm. A woman's ability to speak words, Proverbs 5, 6 and 7, that drip like honey, but are poisonous in nature to seduce you. That charm is deceptive. Her beauty, how fine she looks. Her hips, the bunda, you know, the glory of her bosom. <laughs> Those things are uh, actually eventually decay. That, that, that beauty of this, of the outer appearance, it, it actually fleets. But a woman who fears the Lord, and fear the Lord is not a matter of what we see, but who she is, is to be praised. There's a value, men of God. That you need to put back on a woman that goes beyond the words that she speaks to you that soothe your heart and beyond how she looks that is pleasing to your eye that you can look at her and you can see that this is someone who will conform me to look more like him let's stop demonizing our women let's stop it let's stop calling her Jezebel because she's chung Stop it. Let's not stop making her feel that how God made her is a problem because all she gets is more attention and nobody speaks to her for her. Let's stop it. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Bro, I know it's hard. This is I talking to I'll, I'll be honest. I can tell a bunda just from the size of the hip. I, I know what it means to be steeped in lust. Yeah? Dripping. <laughs> Soaked. Drenched. And I can testify today that I know what it means to be set free from that. And being set free from that. Let me not even go on like I don't even see anything anymore. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. I'm a man just like you. I see it. And remember, temptation doesn't define you, brothers. It doesn't. Admiring beauty and maybe looking for too long, you know, it only tells us that you're working, you know what I mean? <laughs> but what am I echoing today? Don't be a man that's controlled by his senses. Don't be a man that's controlled by his penis. Don't be a man that's controlled by an urge. Older men ought to teach younger men to be self-controlled. Titus 2.7. You are not your temptation. That same drive that you have when you see that is the same drive you're going to have when you're sleeping with your wife. It's the same drive. It ain't different. What it is that you've been a man, what it means that you, as a man, you're able to channel that to one and not spread to many. As a man, you have made a commitment, which that's what love is, to one and not to many. As a man, you have chosen love 
over lust. And you won't allow the flesh to dictate you in how you give what is of value, which is your seed. You know what, man, then? You know, you know how man, then, don't value themselves? Don't, you, know, man, you know how we can see it in how they sleep with many women? Man, them are willing to sleep with bare girls and scatter what's of value to them, which is their seed. If a man is able to scatter one of his most powerful values, which is his, his ability to procreate through the sperm, through seed, and scatter it, Tell me it is a man that values himself. Value your seed. What do you want to give birth to? What do you want to raise? Do you want to stand on that day and, 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 when it, when it, and have bare kids in bed? Don't be a future. Okay? Don't be a future. Don't do it. Because what you're doing is that you're replicating more futures. That will, that, that, that will recycle more futures and will despond in more children. What future is doing with the futures that he's brought forth is that he's just replicating himself into them. What's going to happen? The cycle will continue. He's raised up angry children. Raise up children who think that they can do what daddy did. Raise up children who will even try their hardest to fight what daddy did and still end up doing it. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Raise up children that don't have value. Because you had no values. Don't do that. You know what's, you know what's dangerous about that? You know, children were, were created to be in a home with mother and father. And the moment you, because you were led by a penis, not led by common sense. You have now subjected that child to be raised home in an environment that is incomplete. I want to go somewhere, but... You have done that child a disservice to his growth. You have marred his foundation. You have robbed him of what was rightfully his, mother and father. And you think he won't grow up with a hole in himself? Look at the dangers of this promise. But anyways, let me start right here, because I'll talk all night. If you enjoyed tonight, give me some fire emojis. Give me some thumbs up. If you enjoyed tonight, give me some fire emojis. Give me some thumbs up. Tonight is one of our records, records, Record nights, so and we had 46 people up in here tonight. <laughs> tonight, I really went some places that I didn't plan to go to. Like I told you guys, I'm really struggling on how to talk about this thing, but the Holy Spirit has really um, taken control of the conversation. So we bless the Lord, literally. We bless the Lord, literally, man. We bless the Lord for real, guys. Like, even me, myself, I've been blessed. Awesome. Wow. Man, then, you all couldn't... But you see, you see, you see what's interesting? Let me just, let me just banter the man, then. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. If, if we talk about making of the man's being an example, X, Y, and Z, hardly anyone comes up. 
But the day we choose to talk about girls, 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 look at the numbers. Hey, this only tells me what is really ruling man's world. This only tells me what's really going on. This only tells me what's really on our mind. Girls, tell them. You know what, girls? Secretly, girls, you have the power. <laughs> girls, you have the power. <laughs> girls, you actually run the show. You, deep it. Girls, you run the show. <laughs> Man said they're roasted. <laughs> Emmanuel said, but did they, did they go Christian events? <laughs> Single events. <laughs> Fam? But it's, it's, it's real. And this is why we need to talk about it. And this is why, and the thing is, yeah, a lot of us are saying that we hate it because this is all that we talk about. But this is what's happening in the dark. Let's just be real, man. We are living in, in, the, one, in, in the most sexualized culture the most perverse culture. We're living in it right now. We're in real sexual warfare. Is that real, fam? I'm telling you, like, I can't lie. When I go to heaven, I'm gonna be like, God, why did you make women so fine? <laughs> anyway, shut Because, fam, they've got man them just doozy. Man them just hypnotized. Man them are just doing mad things for the bunda, you know? Oh, God help us. God help us. Fam. Fam. Fam, 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 fam. It's real. It's just that real. It's that real, man. You know, and, and sin came in and messed it up for us. You know what I mean? But it's that real. It's that real. Malika <laughs> Bunda. Oh! But man then, real talk. I want to I end with prayer. I want to pray. Uh, my prayer really is that God will give us the grace to value women. I feel like that revelation of a woman, and that's, what, that's, that's one part that helped me in lust as well, um, that's being able to see them, I know it's cliche, but able to see them, how God sees them, you know, able to go back to Genesis and see that Adam saw Eve, you know, Adam was able to name her, identified her, he even defined her. You know, Adam was able to acknowledge what he saw and you know speak to who she was and you know I want to be able to do that as well as a man you know again, I want to be able to fix my eyes on one you know what I mean I want to be able I want, I'm asking God for that grace you know I, I, I pray those prayers I say, is that real man then you know if, if, I, if, if, there was a, if there was a weakness I had it was definitely that area definitely that area it does, it does a gate and, and my weakness was was, was to charm her ability to twang my heart and I, and I had to look deeper and see that there was a wound of rejection that was feeding my lust and the enemy would, would in order to keep me bound in it would always feed their rejection and there will always continue to be lust and that's what I always tell people sometimes as men and most times as men even though lust is a is a is a common issue we all face. There's a root in the lust that the enemy uses to introduce that stronghold into our life. 
that's normally something else. Like see lust as a as as a as a apple, as a fruit, and see that its roots are somewhere else. It's normally something to do with your childhood living, rejection, hurt, bitterness, anger. It's, it's something that you didn't receive, it's something that was abused, it's something that was mishandled. There's something that you that you, um, that you lost in pursuit that you thought um, that that lust lied to you and said I'm gonna satisfy you. And then there, and then there is the natural that you know what she's fine, and her fineness turned you on, and because you don't have self control, you know you scatter yourself. You know what I mean, guys. So, so yeah, it takes sometimes this lust thing that we're t- I'm talking about. It takes some soul searching. It takes some real inner healing. It's not just about, oh, I won't look at her anymore. I won't turn around anymore. Or if a woman, if a woman looks by, I won't look at her, you know, oh, you know, I won't just try, you know, brush past her so I can feel her bum. I won't try to, like, squeeze through the door so that I touch her breast. It's beyond all of that action stuff. It's beyond all of that. The lust is rooted right here in the heart. It's something in the soul. Something down here. There's something that her beauty and her words, beauty and her charm, something about what that does to you and your lack of ability to control what it does to you that sends you into this, into this lifestyle of being a slave to what can satisfy you only for a moment and keeps you gagging for more. I want to encourage you, brothers. Freedom is available. Purity is available. A sanctified heart and mind is available. The new covenant, the precious blood of the Lamb, has made it available. I want to announce a new reality into your life this evening, men of God, that you no longer have to live as a slave to what you feel, as a slave to what you see. No, 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 no. You can live as a bond servant of Christ. You can live as a child and a son of God who has been made new, who has new desires and new perspectives and has a new eyes and has a new mind and has a new heart. Yes, you can. I want to encourage you. You're entering into a process that yes, every single day, what I'm saying to you now, you have to say to yourself, the day I got set free from, from my bondage of masturbation as a Christian, the day after I got set free, you heard me say it all the time, and say it again, I was bombarded. I was tempted. Oh, I was driven. I was close. I said no. My faith said I free and I told myself that daily I focused on what Christ has provided my eyes was no longer I should stop my eyes was that I am free I changed my language and by virtue of the grace of God was kept from doing that which I was in bondage to because by faith I received the freedom that came from him. And I want to encourage you, brothers, your deliverance, your healing, your transformation, all that we do, we live 
by faith. Speak to your body, my good God. Speak to your mind. You have the word of God that's sharper than two edged sword, dividing soul and spirit asunder, discerning the hearts. You have a word that the Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You have a word, the word, that could change the way you think, that can transform you from the inside out. I need you not just to be a hearer tonight, but a doer. I need you to go and get a scripture. I need you to go and find a scripture. I need you to proclaim over yourself. I have the fruit of the spirit. It tells me that I have self-control. Yeah, yeah, I am a man of the spirit. Yeah, yeah, if I walk in the spirit, I will not gratify desire. You need to preach to yourself. You need to get a mirror and tell yourself who God says you are. It's by faith, not by feeling, not by whether I feel the temptation or not. Remember, I said I was tempted day after days, but I said no. By the grace of God, no has been made no. And that can be your story too. In Jesus.